Mana, mana, mana. Mana, mana. Getcha. Just want to let you know, this is part two, and we're in the middle of talking about the upcoming Adam Sandler movie on Netflix, Hubie's Halloween. That's where we start. If you want to know everything before that, listen to part one. Okay, thank you. Goodbye. Mana, mana, mana. Mana, mana, mana. This is social disgusting. Yeah, I, look, I am genuinely, I feel like I need that movie more than I've ever needed it in my oh, life. Oh, man, when I saw it, my friends and I, we were all Instagramming, messaging each other back and forth like a bunch of dumb millennials. But basically, <laughs> I was just like, I, I, this rules. This project rules. Yes. Like, I am an unavowed, like, Grown Ups 2 stan. Like, I think Grown Ups 2 is some of the pinnacle of entertainment it's i get, have so much respect for sandler for hey, making Jim. these lowbrow easy accessible movies with his friends where they're just you know I, I won't call them paycheck movies because i do think he cares about them and has fun but like you know he's done probably i don't know a dozen pictures for netflix or whatever and most of them are pretty bad but they're sure dumb shut your brain off entertainment and i think a few of them transcend it where it's like they're so remarkably weird and lowbrow that they're incredible and i think grown-ups too is one of those and i try to watch it every year usually around my birthday which is tomorrow so oh, I'll wow i will probably be watching a grown-ups two marathon at some point well a couple of things about that one happy birthday thank you absolutely two i do it's almost like his movies are like snl movies in that you know with snl episode it's like they just need they do this every night or every saturday so they're not everyone's gonna be good but but even the bad ones are fine enough but when they're yeah. funny they're really funny and so it's like that but with movie production and when you have a deal like he has on netflix it's like do whatever you want to do but the one thing I remember reading about his movies where like a Netflix executive or something said is that the great thing about his movies are that there's such a broadness to them that they truly like quite literally transcend language. Like they said, we can release a movie in like Albania or somewhere right now and it will become the highest, most watched thing they have because it's just so accessible regardless of whether you speak English or not. Yeah, I mean, it's a true like four quadrant movie. And yeah. it's like what, you know, everybody secretly hopes they can figure out that formula, but then you have a lot of people that get kind of snobby about it and say like, you know, Sandler sold out or blah, blah. We've had all those conversations sure. or whatever. But for me, it's like, I don't know if you watched his latest stand-up special. I loved it. I, thought I loved it, was, it too. I thought it was also so brilliant. Funny. I thought the editing was brilliant. Yeah. The way they went back from different locations so seamlessly. I know. I genuinely loved it. Oh, man. I was just like, this is Sandler. This is this is what we've kind of been waiting on, thinking that he was kind of done with the comedy game. I mean, I, I feel like everybody's kind of had that same feeling about, like, Chris Rock and, uh, yeah. you know, Eddie Murphy. It's like, okay, y'all have done all these silly children's movies. When are y'all going to come back and be that comedian we want you to be? And I don't know that that attitude's really fair for our heroes and kind of holding them up to that. They can do whatever they want, man. They gave exactly. us years and years of great entertainment that it's like, let them do what they want to do. Like, I know you, everybody wants Dave Chappelle to come out with Chappelle show or whatever, but it's like, man, he's, he's paid his dues. He could do whatever he wants and either you're on board for it or you're not. 
And yeah, it's also it. deeply ungrateful because, like, you know, like you can fo- it, instead of maybe doing the glass half empty of like, what have you done for me lately? Just remember the 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 reason you're wanting this is because of the amazing things he did give you. Yeah, so. exactly. There wouldn't be that that sort of that that kind of intense, rabid fandom yeah. if that person didn't already pour their blood, sweat, and tears. And this is a weird segue, but I was kind of thinking of like George R. R. Martin, you know, with the Game of Thrones. Uh, franchise and books is like people are so mean to him now for not delivering and screwing up the last you know couple seasons not him personally but the david yeah but he's uh, he's tied to it inexplicably yeah it's like if you would have just put your books out none of this would have happened blah 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 and it's like i i don't have that same bitterness towards that franchise because i'm like I got four to six amazing seasons that to me were, I hate to say it life changing, but I was obsessed. I loved it. I did. It it got me into fantasy and, and sort of uh, things in, in a way that nothing had since like Lord of the Rings. And so, yeah, it was, it was an event. It was a seismic cultural event. Unlike we probably won't ever see again. Honestly, no, no. there's a reason it was that. Yeah, and I would say the same thing about comedy. It's like Sandler, his old uh, CDs, you know, like they're all going to laugh at you and all that stuff. It made me want to be funny. And yeah. like I, I for, I'm forever in their debts. Jim Carrey, all those guys that, that kind of were my heroes in childhood. Now I'm like, you know, Jim Carrey wants to be a weirdo conspiracy theorist buddhist whatever he wants to do he has that right like i'm not gonna be mad because he won't give us the next ace ventura or the next uh eternal sunshine or whatever it's like let them do whatever they want yeah it's like the the reason you don't have expectations for plenty of other artists is because you didn't give a shit about them so you don't you know it's just like that that kind of ironic like you you have these unfair expectations because you love them so much Mm -hmm. which you know, which I get, by the way, but like, it's one thing to kind of feel that way. It's another thing to kind of wonder why you feel that way and kind of deconstruct that on some level. Hey, as a as a really bad callback, it's the same thing with food and restaurants, right? Like yeah. when when Pizza Hut for so long was giving us, you know, the big New Yorker and the big foot and all these kind of weird, wacky pizzas and people get hooked to that. And there's that nostalgia there it becomes more powerful than anything fact-based. So when they change the recipe or they go downhill, everyone has this kind of gut reaction of like, they owe me a good pizza or they owe me this breadstick. And I, you know, I can see in my head, my, I've felt some of that before, but I don't just, you know, the only thing that I've done that about where I've like want to be on a crusade is 3d Doritos. Where I'm like, <laughs> I will give my life over to this cause to bring back 3D Doritos. But everything else, I'm fine. It's like, you know, do what you're going to do. Pizza, yeah. you want to cha- change your recipe, whatever. Well, mine previously was getting some form of a MacGruber sequel. So now that the TV show is going to happen. Oh, it's, yeah, you're good. I've been satiated on that thanks to the horribly named Peacock. But otherwise, uh, uh, otherwise, I would quite possibly lay down my sword to get... <laughs> At least one more round of the ghost pepper fries 
from Wendy's that happened three oh, years ago. Yeah. They're very good, very good. I've probably lost a couple years of my life due to my indulgences on that, but uh, you know. Now let's let's get into this because I <laughs> I am a as Nick Weiger would say a bit of a heat seeker. Me but too. I'm a, I'm a different kind of heat seeker. I'm not a punisher. I like the flaming hot Cheetos. Those are my vice right now. I just for my birthday I went and bought these new Halloween version of flaming hot Cheetos. Are uh, they just and, green? No, 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 no. They're, what's the deal? Like, what, what, what they're, about they're, sh- they're shaped like bones and stuff like that. It's, <laughs> okay, fair enough. It, it's child's food basically, but it's uh, that's my vice. But I can't, you know, like ghost peppers. That scares me. So you got to talk me through kind of See, your your experience with that. Well, here's the thing. Okay, so, but it's ghost pepper sauce through the prism of a national worldwide chain. So it's not going to be, you know, punishing really mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. they don't want lawsuits. They, and, don't, they don't want to kill anybody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That said, they did it for two straight years. I believe they, each year they came out in April. So needless to say, the third year when it didn't happen, I was crestfallen. Yeah. Because it, just, it just tasted so good. It was just this kind of spicy sauce that they put on their burger and their chicken. Like they kind of do all their iterations like that and then on their fries and it was just delicious. But the first year, it was definitely the second year was a reaction to it because it was pretty hot and it was a delight. Second Mm. year, still good, not as hot, which makes me think that people are like, oh, this is hot. But it was good. Interestingly enough, and again, I do not eat fast food very often at all. However, yesterday... Interesting correlation. I had a little four piece or whatever from Popeyes of the ghost pepper wings because oh. I wanted to try them. They were really hot and they were a delight. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah, yeah did, really did you did you indulge in the um, the chicken sandwich from Popeyes yet? I did. I, t- I did try that when it came out and a delight. I totally agree. And I I was not a big Popeyes fan. Uh, my wife really liked. Popeyes in college for the like the red beans and rice, you know, that yeah. kind of Cajun stuff. Their, their sides like, are good. I always thought their chicken was a little dry, a little bit too kind of, um, I don't know, like anytime I'd get like tenders or something from there, it just didn't have a lot of flavor to it, in my opinion, which is weird because Popeyes is kind of known for that sort of Louisiana flavor. But man, that chicken sandwich blew me away. It's better than I could ever imagine. Like it has everything. Like the perfect amount of like crispiness and the breading on it, but then it's a big ass piece of chicken mm-hmm. that's a lot of juice. It's really yeah. It's it's just very. I'm not going to use that the M word because I hate that word. It's very. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why juicy is any better. No, it's funny. yeah, juicy. Moist. Juicy. Yeah, it's moist. Bad. Yeah, yeah uh, ju- the, juicy. The, juicy is what you put on the back of your sweatpants. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. God, yeah, everywhere. It's on my t-shirt too. I just, mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a real juicy head. But yeah, the. Uh, uh, and, and it's good. Now, it's now really that good. We're talk, now that we're talking about that, you know, yes. I hate to keep bringing up Doughboys, but, you know, Mitch, Mike Mitchell from the Doughboys, his big thing is the spicy chicken sandwich from Wendy's is the pinnacle. And I, I agree. I think that is I completely maybe, agree. maybe the best fast food sandwich because it's just, I feel like I'd always be in the mood for that as the perfect amount of heat, the mayonnaise on it. Everything is so good. Like the Popeye sandwich is really, really good, but it's like that Wendy's spicy chicken sandwich. I'll be in the mood for that forever. Like it's just a classic, classic, great, great sandwich. 
I agree. And I think I do think that the Popeye's one, it being such a big piece of chicken, goes both ways. I think it's a more indulgent version. And like, it definitely feels like it's a reaction to the things that are already in the mar- market, as opposed to Popeye's is unto itself because it was early on. And it's so good. It's the, to your point, like, by the way, when I was younger, and maybe this is just because my heat tolerance was exponentially less, but mm-hmm. I seem to remember it being so much hotter than it is now. And even though, even now, it's just the right amount, you know, it's just enough to where it's like, feel like my nose is getting a, is getting there, yeah, getting a little, a little tingy, yeah, yeah. but not overdoing it. And it's a good size, so it'll get you, satiate your hunger, but not make you feel miserable. Well, uh, I, I think, think it's so good. It's my I favorite, think, probably. I think you hit the nail on the head, though, with the, the, the ghost pepper thing. I think that what the corporations are doing is they're kind of, they put something out that's kind of intense as like a little, uh test market and then they dial it back to get the numbers up so more and more people will try it and what that normally does is that that will either make other people say like yeah it's not hot enough but the long tail is that more and more people will try it because it's a just a hint of that and so for me it's like you know i just i'm addicted to that taste not so much the heat and so it works for me to where i'm like oh, I could eat that before a meeting and not feel like I'm going to go in there all sweaty. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, I will say that in terms of um, like pound for pound fast food, quote unquote, sandwiches, that for price, for quality, everything else, I do think that the perfect fast food item is the Junior Bacon Cheeseburger. I knew you were going to say that. I it's knew perfect. It. I think it's truly perfect. My only gripe is with bacon from any fast food, is that I usually don't trust bacon, which is weird because I'm trusting, you know, beef, yeah. which yeah. is not much different. But like, I think I've been burned in the past with like undercooked bacon at fast food places where it just doesn't feel like I'm getting that kind of crisp bacon strip. Yeah. And so, you know, I like the flavor of bacon on my cheeseburger. It's just, I'm never likely to take that risk of eating fast food bacon. I, don't, I just have a a weird hang up with it. So I, I, I totally get what you're saying. It's not my my bag though with the bacon cheeseburger. But I will say like a, a single or a double a double from yeah. the Dave's double from Wendy's is was my go to like for years. And probably why I gained so much weight is because I would just order that nonstop at every meal where it's like most people would just get a cheeseburger and it's like I had to have a double and sometimes triple, which is going to be why I'll have to have like a double or triple bypass <laughs> at some point in my life. Yeah. To your point about just about fast food in general, though, it's definitely like most any fast food that, that on the rare occasion that I have it, it's just not free. Like I pay for it one way or the other, whether yes. I, whether it's uh in more violent ways or mm-hmm. whether it's just in like feeling it the next day or just like yeah. not as good. So you just meat, have to really, yeah. The meat sweats. To, uh, yes, absolutely. Like I am exponentially more fragile than I ever was. So like I need to, to really pick my battles in that. So if I do it, I'm going to go for like a spicy chicken sandwich because like yeah. a staple, a thing, it feels weird to almost like romantic. I am romanticizing it. Screw it. <laughs> but it's like, you know, th- a thing I know I can rely on. A thing yeah. that won't let me down, and that is that spicy chicken sandwich. That is the one where I know if I get that, I know exactly what I'm getting, and it's always great. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Is that, you know, fast food, you know, it used to be such a huge part of my life. And like I look at my relationship to it, and it was really like those first couple of bites that I was really 
you know, getting that dopamine from of like, oh, this tastes so good. But normally the majority of my emotions from eating would be terrible because you just feel like crap and and McDonald's, it's almost immediately. It's like anytime I ate McDonald's, it was like the shelf life of feeling good after eating McDonald's was so low because like I'd either have to like run to a bathroom like immediately like you said, violent things happening, <laughs> or you would just feel sick, you know, just like, Oh, this is just not good. And my wife, my wife recently, she's gone kind of full vegan. And I've been trying to adapt a lot of that. Like I'm what I call flexitarian where I eat a lot of vegan stuff because of her. But at the same time, like I can't give up chicken. Like I just, it's so good. And I'm so addicted to it i'm learning how to eat like cauliflower instead and it's been fun but like uh, you know my favorite meals are always like a nashville hot chicken sandwich like it's just impossible for me to let go of right now i can give up everything else i think but chicken yes yeah that's the thing where too it's just such a um such an incredibly versatile thing too Mm-hmm. You can use it in so many different purposes, and it takes on just all these different flavor profiles. Like it's a very flexible, for lack of a better word, meat. And any of the other ones, especially like beef or like red meat, and just in general, I could give that up easily. If anything, I probably will, just because like it's the result is not worth the feeling you get when you're eating it. Yeah, like, I agree. All. I mean, the only time where I'm just like I would kill to have a burger, I maybe have like one a month or one every two months now which is so different from my college days where i was eating like two or three a week but like if i'm in and this won't happen for a long time but like a backyard barbecue like if someone's grilling out hamburgers yes that just it takes me back to like summers from my childhood and i just oh i love it so much that's such a good backyard burger oh no i agree it just gives me the all like layers of nostalgia and and like positive sense memories and then also they're just always delicious it's like you can't you can't beat it it's truly like the antithesis of a mcdonald's which is like maybe legally meat (laughs) but uh but it's like the most strictest legal definition of what meat is that's right yeah like a grilled backyard burger is like um it's like taking the movie sandlot and like injecting it into my veins you know it just like (laughs) yeah makes me feel like i'm like 11 years old again which is the thing i'm always chasing right i'm I want to regress back to a kid that doesn't have crippling anxiety and wants to live in a world where like other people are making decisions for me, which is so weird. I heard a comedian on a podcast describe that the reason we love nostalgia so much is because it reminds us of a time before we paid bills. Yeah, no, I mean, that, that's and I completely exactly agree with it. it. Yeah, it's yeah. like if we had a universal basic income or something where we just like had a guaranteed income and Yes. You know, things would just auto draft out. But I imagine that would really free up the amount of stress people had and would probably affect people's creative output so much because it's like, I, I know there's that weird dichotomy where people say like, you know, in wartime or in times of, of, of stress and stuff, that's when people put out like their amazing sonnets and albums and movies come out because of emotional yeah. turmoil. But it's like, I'm almost the opposite. It's like when I feel healthy, I feel like I want to go and do more. Like I think making stuff under duress is almost like you have a gun to your head and you just have to to do creation. But like if you were given the freedom to say like, oh, here's, you know, a thousand bucks, 
now go make a movie like to me i feel like that's a more interesting world to live in but i don't know no i agree i think i know i'm just speaking for myself like basically i can thrive if i'm allowed to get out of my own way as opposed to thriving on turmoil to your point or Mm -hmm. just thriving on yeah like I, i feel like once once i feel like i don't have to do a thing to survive and i kind of have that cordoned off there's like a this mental decompression that comes in and i'm like okay now now i have that kind of that space to do something yeah to do something i, I want to move versus feeling like obligated to it there, th- th- that's it and that's what i was going to say is like i don't necessarily feel like being absent of stress is the way to do it i was just saying sure. I, I was thinking more of like if, if you could take out the bills and the pressure of like man i'm not going to be able to have anything to eat uh so much less go create something if you just had that safety cushion then you could go stress out about the things that you really cared about you know yeah absolutely okay we need to wrap it up because i could i truly i could quite literally do this all day but is there anything you want to point people toward before we wrap it up yeah one thing that i forgot to talk about that i'm really into and we could have done a way longer podcast on is uh my wife and i during quarantine we just got into twin peaks i've never ever watched any of it before because i just thought it was weird corny soap opera so there was a post on the uh, the doughboys thing of someone saying recently on facebook that they just couldn't get into the show and i completely get it but like man i'm i am into it we're on the return right now the, the showtime series i think we're like six episodes in and i just I, i'm all about it that's all i can think about like during my day is like i can't wait till nine o'clock my kid's in bed and we can just sit for an hour with this weird david lynch world and see kyle mclaughlin play (laughs) all these versions of weird stuff i mean it's oh it's so perfect that's all that's all i care about (laughs) i uh my confession is that i watched that when it was on at at my house the original so i know little things and like little pop culture moments but i need to go back on that and i haven't watched the return just because i've been i'm for no reason really just quote-unquote waiting Mm-hmm. to uh to see the original so i need to just do that because i want to fully immerse myself in the return because i've heard nothing but that's just inspired lunacy yeah that's exactly what it is it's like it's very curated nonsense i guess you could say yeah almost like we were talking about with tim and eric but on a cinematic very art driven version uh, but it's funny it is so funny i laugh so much during the return uh, just belly laughs of like nonsense, <laughs> absurdist humor. And it's it's so good for my soul to watch it. But it, there's also really terrifying stuff and imagery and things that just make you recoil in horror too. So I think that's what I like it. It's such a grab bag of emotions. I love Lynch. And uh sounds like it's just um, like it's inspired chaos, but with a purpose that I could, I could, yeah, I'm all in get, on that. You, you can get behind that. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. Thank you. Like, truly, uh, it seems weird to say thank you because we know each other. But, dude, thank you for doing this. This is so yeah, fun. I, I, I really needed this. And I'm glad that I finally got some stuff out of the way so we can finally talk because it it does does our bodies and our minds good in quarantine to connect. So that that's no something I'll, I'll always appreciate. Awesome. Well, thank you again. Thank you all for listening. Please wear a mask. That's all I got. Wear a mask. Stay safe. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to everybody else. Bye. Bye.